Sinbonani, a very good morning, a very good afternoon, a very good evening, depending on when you're going to be checking out this episode. I am Nizisa Lamini, your talk, entertainment and art presenter. And on today's episode, like we had stated, episode one of season six, we'd like to have the Grammy Award producer. And today we have him on set. So please, a big shout out and welcome to Rendition. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Grateful to be here i appreciate the opportunity to share my story thank you so much anyways thank you so much for sitting down with us and we are willing and hopeful we'll actually learn something since the end of the episode but first for the people yeah. that don't know you can you please give us a brief you know intro as to who you are yeah so rendition is a composer co-founder of creative agency and art collective called motherland x which is a collective of just different creatives I'm also a creative consultant, creative entrepreneur, and creative strategist. So within those three titles, I, I, I work within different industries, but like I service um, creatives more specifically, yeah. Okay, so how did you get into the creative space? Um, I've been in the creative space since as far back as I could remember. Um, I started as a dancer in primary school. So I've been like in, crowd, in front of crowds my, my entire life. So I started in primary school performing went to high school, like still dancing. And then that moved on to DJing in 2011. So that's, that was my introduction to the creative space. But over time I've evolved and grown to do more things and like added more capabilities to my arsenal. Worth noting is you're getting into the DJ space. So yes. 2011, Deep House, if I'm not very Specifically, I was only listening and producing Deep House. It was... It was it was a mess, but yeah, I was at a point where I could only listen to that genre, and um, my entire life revolved around it. So yes, I found myself in that space and just playing deep house, creating deep house. Obviously, I started off as just a DJ, yeah, and that all that was that was, that was inspired by like seeing people like DJ Recorder <coughs> back then, me store and Swazi Boy in, in its inception. So I think I saw that as well as Black Coffee Shimza. And that's what inspired me to start. But yeah, over time, I then picked up producing, artistry and etc. But like, yeah, it's been a long, long journey. And it started off as Deep House producer slash DJ. So do you have any songs? A lot. I have a lot. Um, I worked with Antidote. I've been... So how I know Antidote music is we started like at the exact same time together. Really? The first remix I ever did was for Antidote. My first remix ever was for Antidote. I don't remember the name of the song, <laughs> but yes, it was way, way back. Me, Meli, Brains, Cizo, we're all still starting out. I had a group with them, Zwa, called Rhythm Lab Project. So that's how we all started. And we were all pushing Deep House, um, building something that was going to like um, disrupt the industry in Swaziland. So yeah, I started working with Bomeli and Antidote. And over time, I added up working with other acts in South Africa and overseas. But yeah, that's where it started, home with these guys. And we didn't know anything. We were just figuring <laughs> out, like, we were just figuring it out as we, as we went by. Yeah. So if anyone wants to actually check out your music, do you guys still have it up to yeah, date? Yeah, you, you can just search Rhythm Lab Project. I have, we have, because it's me, Mzwa, and another guy called Afro D. There was three of us in the group. We have about maybe 10 releases, I think. So you can find our music on there. And I still have a lot more music that I never released. But like, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably find a way to just package it and present it in some form in the future. 
So you did say, Wuti, um, you had a group back then. Yes. And worth noting, you got into the scene 2011. Yes. And three years later, or two years later, Motherland X was created yes. with yes. three of your friends. Yeah, actually, yeah, three of my friends. So um, Motherland X was was started in like 2014, 2015. Um, basically, Opus, Si and another guy called Mbagisi Hopolang from Botswana. So these three guys all like linked up in, in America, meaning, okay, um, I'll, I'll take a step back. Sipo and Vuma went to primary school together at Kanyisi, if I'm not mistaken. So that's where they know each other from. And I went to high school with Vuma, Manzini Nazarene. So after high school, Ngebo left or Vuma, left for America, and Sipo also left for America to go study. And they all met up there, and I was still in South Africa. I went to Pretoria to study. So we in like the inception of Mother Linux happened through like Skype, mm -hmm. WhatsApp, and I actually haven't seen my business partner Vuma in like ten I was years. About to ask you that in like actually. ten years. So he left in two thousand, and yo, he hasn't been back in a long time. But yeah, he's coming back sometime, hopefully. But <laughs> um, not to drift away. Yeah. So Mother Linux was started by Opus, Rendition, Vuma, and MP. And yes, that's how it was inception. Um, in, that's how its inception actually happened. And when Opus moved back to Swaziland or Africa, I was still in Pretoria, and we were able to just like work with me traveling back and forth between Swaziland and South Africa until I eventually just completely moved back to Swaziland. Actually, and now we're actually building just Mother Linux from the ground up. Yeah, but it's it's been an exciting journey once again. A lot if you of don't mind stories. me asking, what were you studying? Computer science. Yeah, I was studying computer <laughs> science. So yeah, um, I fell in love with like um computers and just tech uh, at a young age. I I also taught myself how to program, in when I was in form four, I taught myself um the most simple programming language there is, which is HTML. It was not even a programming language; it's more like tags. But like I started with that, just self-taught, and I even remember in form three, I got a job as a graphic designer using. Coral draw and also setting up the the internet and Wi-Fi for uh, an, uh, a graphics company, and I had no experience, just like the willingness to learn. So I've, I'd always just been, I've always just gravitated towards the tech industry, and I, I could see how it was going to disrupt everything. I, I could basically tell that once you you master that, you can go into any industry you want because tech is in every industry. So I studied that for three years for I dropped out because at some point i had to make a decision and that's just me i wouldn't advise anyone to <laughs> drop out like understand how important school is and i think for me i <clears> learned <throat> what i needed to learn but also i felt like um i had to choose one thing and just stick to it and unlike most people i didn't like just make a decision and have one foot in this and then still hope for the best when i decided to drop out of varsity i i gave my entire life to music and yeah, it's, it's paid off in so, so many ways. But like the reason I even did that was because I understood what like the calling that I, I needed to take heed of. So yeah, I, but computer science, programming, Java, systems, administration, databases, SQL, all that, I, I studied that. But the one thing that it really taught me was problem solving. That's what computer science teaches you in a nutshell. Like they give you a, a huge problem to solve, like a banking like say FNP has an issue and they need a, a software or an app to actually solve one of their problems. So your job is to understand 
the question, understand the, the problem, and then find a solution. It's called like building an algorithm. So I was able to take that thought process and then apply it to the industry. So my thinking coming into the music industry was not like I want to blow up. Like I wanted to solve problems and I know how to basically break down problems into like classes and methods and then like deal with them as opposed to just saying I want to be the biggest artist in the world. Because like, people just say that without backing it up with like action and a plan. So I had the action and the plan, I think. I think we'll fast forward, but let's take a back a notch. Yes, no so um, from your entry into the industry, it's safe to say, good see, you actually started getting a big break around 2017. Let me think about it. So my first release was with the label in Italy. Um, yes, in Italy. My first release was with the label in Italy. My second release was with the label in America called Breakdown. So I, um, I've, I've had too many like um, moments where I felt like my life was going to change. And then I eventually realized it's not about one moment. It's just like a series of moments that then mm. builds up your reputation to a point where now people trust you to deliver a certain job or service. But yeah, I think my big, big, big break, my biggest break was probably... <laughs> I won't say 2017 because Red Bull was a big one. But like, I think even before that, I already produced for 80 script. We had already won like the first hip hop award, like best hip hop award in Swaziland. Okay. We'd already toured South Africa. We'd already been on Shizness. We'd done so many things. And I'd already produced two albums at that point. But yeah, I would say maybe, yeah, Red Bull was a big deal. So maybe 2017. I'm <laughs> circling around. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. <laughs> There's been a lot of milestones. I remember almost signing to DJ Move, so I remember working on songs for people that never dropped. I remember so many things. I was like, this is the moment. This is the moment. And I, I, that's one thing that I feel like artists need to know. Like, you all will get a lot of those moments where you feel like, ah, this is the one. After tomorrow, we're going up. But then you, don't, <laughs> you, you realize that it's never about one specific moment. It's just like a series of moments that lead up to um, a brand or a story or like something that's compelling because experiences are what then build you to become the person and to have that perspective that you have yeah worth noting is that you also shifted from the producing side to actually film scoring yes I so see. why film scoring um and once again as young as as, as far back as i could remember I fell in love with film. I actually had one of my closest friends from Gazombote. That's where I'm from, by the way. Gazombote Mbili, which is like a very hidden place in Swaziland, but it's a very mystical place. So I had I, my, one of my best friends or one of my closest friends um, studied um, film and directing. And back in the day, like 2010, I was still a kid. I was still like considering taking a course in varsity and whatnot, but he was already doing that. How are you still a kid at that time? What's on Zalo already, man? No, I, I still feel like I'm a kid. I'm turning 31 in October 11, which is like in three days. But like, I still feel like a kid at heart. Do you know why? Because, okay. because um, the one thing about adulthood, the difference is responsibility. And one thing people never told you is you get to design your life. It's not like your responsibility. I wonder what Zala just no, falls it, on you. Like you design your path and how you want to live your life. So I think because I learned that, I know I'll always be a kid at heart. Because once if you always connect to that kid at heart, you can always find joy. You won't always be stressed and thinking of thinking at the one avatar. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I even forgot the question I was answering. Filming. Oh, filming. Yeah, so <laughs> that's how I got into film. Film scoring was I fell in love with films. And I remember Hans Zimmer was the first combos I ever heard of. He did like... um. 
Inception, the movie Inception. He did the film score for that. He did um, what else? He did a couple of movies. Um, Batman, Duck. What is it called? Yeah, but he did a couple of like film scores, and it was the first person I actually saw and understood what world that is and what they actually do. And I feel like it's a step further from production. I've always wanted to improve. I remember I told you about programming. You, you once you're done with an app or a software or a system. You have to always maintain it. So you have to always have improve it, find bugs, try to like tweak it. I'm the same way. I've always thought I, I can't be comfortable with just like being one thing. So I always have to figure out new things. So film scoring is that. Hans Zimmer was the inception and that's what inspired me to actually follow that. But also I, I, I got a lot of people telling me my music sounded like film scores. And over time... One person just decided to give me a chance, Usanele from Poison Parks. He just okay. like, listened to my music and and then decided to give me a chance and say, I, I know you've never had any experience with like film <clears throat> scoring, but like we have an ad that we're shooting for Converse and we'd like you to play the music for it. So that was my introduction into like film scoring. And yeah, since then I've never looked back. But like, yeah, it's a different world and it's an interesting world because you get to like see how people perceive music as just differently from just making a beat and recording like orchestration, writing and like composing the music, finding different instruments, bringing them together. And then also writing music that, that um, basically drives a movie, meaning it drives the emotion. It, it, it represents the emotion. It represents a change in the scenes. So yeah, I, I fell in love with just that because it's a different skill. I always want to acquire more skills and also it's the, it has a lot of money, more money than, <laughs> than the other side. Because with the other side, you have to constantly be performing. If you think of people like MT, like they, they eventually burned out from like performing a lot. Mm. And you can get a lot of gigs, but like you're only one person. So I, I, never, I never wanted to be a performing artist being on, like on stage constantly. So I figured out a way to just like be comfortable in what I do and still like make a living. So film scoring is one way. Because like you get, you create music, you create your own catalog, and then you can license it to different libraries or movies or TV ads, etc. So yeah, that was just the part I was designing for myself from the get go. And yeah, film scoring is very, very interesting. Pharrell Williams is another person that probably inspired me because he wasn't doing film scoring, but he fell into it with um, Despicable Me. I think mm -hmm, it was called. Yeah. yeah. So that's how the the song Happy actually came about. It was for the movie. So that's why I fell in love with just film scoring. It's a different world. It's the same world, but it's like a parallel world. I like the fact that you're well-versed about every single thing that you get yourself involved in. Thank you. But now, Thank talking you. about um, Pharrell Williams, there's the part about animation. Yes. Dipopai Studios, if I'm saying it correctly. Yes, Dipopai Studios. So what's the story there? Yeah, uh, Pai <laughs> Studios are a collective similar. They're almost similar to Mother Linux. I found out about them in 2013. They were a movement of creatives, specifically animators, producers, and artists who came together to share resources and skills. And they started building like concepts, like shows. The first show they did was called Hip Hop Chronicles. And they had like Bokaspa, AKA. So that's how I found out about them. I remember they used to work with Tweezy. So Tweezy used to like do the sound design for them. And there was another producer by the name of KB who I really wanted to work with. So yeah, that's how I found out about them and eventually started like reaching out and working with them. But only to find out they had a lot of animation stuff they were doing, not only for like TV, but even corporate like Diageo, companies like Diageo, um, com huge companies like um, conglomerates basically. So yeah, 
I just saw, I liked the way they were moving and how they were doing their thing. They were basically just creating assets, creative assets for themselves. And then they were like owning them. I'd see them fly to France or get budgets for like millions and come back and they just do amazing, amazing stuff. That was um, foreign to me at that time. So I, I wanted to just be next to them just to learn. And then eventually I ended up working with them. So how I ended up working with them is I connected to them and I offered my services to them. And that's one way I've always just gotten opportunities. I don't wait for anyone to basically hit me up. Maybe now it's slightly different, but like back then I was, I'm always just constantly thinking of what I can do. So I hit them up and they told me about an idea they're working on called Survival Island. And Survival Island was basically a concept show that they did and they wanted me to do the entire film score for that, that's, that series. So yeah, that was my first opportunity moving from scoring ads to scoring like an actual show and yeah it was exciting and huge i also learned about how you package a show how you sell it to like these studios um mnet multi-choice etc yeah all these things netflix sony i got to see like another world once again so i'm always interested in just learning about new things and that's how i fell into animation but with the underlying goal that i want to be able to utilize all these skills for motherly next so i'm just learning it's like i'm interning i'm interning and eventually I want to take all these skills that I've learned and then like apply them for here in Swaziland. Yeah. Speaking about Elmadex, you've yeah. seen from a recording label to an Great. event. Yes. yes. So that's actually, we had, he's had events like Pop Sunday, Rumble yeah. in the Jungle. I mean, again, I'm a huge stan, so please. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> then you. lately Thank we you. have Pop Up Activation. Yes. So... I actually think I like the concept because you guys hardly have outside artists performing and it makes it really authentic. Thank so you. what made you guys decide, Gutsu, no, let's be different and just stick to locals and, you know. Yeah. I want to think about that before I just speak. Um, yes, we've been very intentional with our like, everything we've ever done since Sakala from the music, with the music, I'll start the music and then go there. With okay. the music, there's obviously mainstream music. We've never like tried to go the mainstream route. There's a crew called Selection from LA who we found out about back in 2015. And they're just a group of producers and DJs and creatives that came together to then create their own movement. And that's where MLX stems from. It's inspired by that, doing something that's alternative to what everyone else is doing. So the model in Swaziland currently is get a big South African artist, bring them to Swaziland. That's who's <coughs> going to draw in the crowd and then have like some few local artists just to talk to Alisa, like 2000, yeah, 1.5. Yeah, so we went, I, I didn't like that model because it, it doesn't help us in the long run. Like if you start looking long-term strategies, how does that help us outside of just like, it's, it just empowers South Africans. And that's not to say I have anything against South Africans. They are good at what they do that's why people want to pay them but yes. with us we have to have um certain solutions for how we can then maybe change the perception of what 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 a swazi artist is what a swazi brand is because even where it stands right now it stems from the fact that it's like Bugala and a passage just in general so you can you can like do a show whereby you just bring local artists and then maybe people don't show up or people are complaining it's i i, I experience it all the time where people just always have something to say negatively but, but with us, we wanted to go left when everyone was going right. And we started with Pop Sunday. Pop Sunday was a collaboration between Madeline X and Deck Life. Yeah, and the idea behind it was to do something that 
focuses on simply local artists and local brands. So give local brands an opportunity to come through and sell their product, but also make it a networking event for creatives. Because <laughs> our, our, our thing was we wanted to bring those people out and also the people that have traveled all over the world because that's another thing. We have Swazis all over the world mm. and most of them, once they start experiencing LA or America or UK, so we wanted to build something they can be proud of and they would also want to associate with. So yeah, that's how that came about. And then eventually, even Rumble, Rumble in the Jungle, I had Shimla as a as a headliner. Mm. But Nakona, that was for a reason. That was um, a festival that I just wanted to initiate by myself in, in Berlin, and then eventually with MLX and the team. But that was just for me personally. I just wanted to have a festival that I just own. And then I, I've also been pushing everyone in the team to also do the same thing, meaning Opus is also going to have his own standalone festival. Vuma is going to have his own standalone okay. festival. And but ultimately we also have um concepts that we all do together. So yes, um pop up looking at pop up. Pop up is the last um event concept that we've done and the idea behind it is at the center of it is fashion design and just um creatives. So when we started this, we just brought together a lot of young creative people like Unicorn and Dickies who who's done like all the visual work for Pop Sunday and um, Dylan who owns Played Out, Mlan who, who's uh, also a co-owner of Played Out and um, a co-owner of um, The Kitchen. Lungelo who is um, part of Skonian Republic and is also like studying his own path. He's a young kid but who else? Wandile Mamba, UIX designer and um, who else? I don't want to forget anyone. We have a large team. Sakiles <laughs> Melani. We just introduced Sakiles Melani to the team. I'm excited to to bring it in. Yeah, so we're just building a very dynamic team of creatives and we want people that can like think out of the box and just help us to draw all these people out. Because the last show we did, I was so happy to see Original, Sanilo, Hannah, obviously Hannah's there. And like just all these artists in one place. Because I think that's not something you regularly see in Swaziland. Everyone has their own crew. Everyone has their own movement. So it's like, I'll stay here. You stay there. So for us, we just want to like defeat all of that and just bring everyone together. Because once we're all in the same place, then we can spark a conversation and that can lead into what can we do together? Can we start a project? Can we do a song? Can we do an exhibition? Can we do an event? But it starts from like you being in the same space. So essentially, that's what the platform is. And But ideally, we want to make it a launching pad for creatives musicians designers um sculptors anyone that does art we want to make it a space where you can just join become a member and then like yeah we can help you to like put your art out there or present your art to the world but more than anything we want to change the perception of what 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 is good in swaziland what is considered to be dope in swaziland because currently yeah kun is still figuring <laughs> that out but i don't blame anyone we're still a very young industry and we're still learning as we go but i'm confident that we're on the right path and everyone is just playing a specific role in like trying to get us closer to where we're trying to go and what has been the hardest thing about the whole journey from being a deep house producer to mother alex but i've gone i've gone exploited a lot but i've (laughs) learned uh, like i've learned to just like it helped me protect myself in but now i have lawyers i have uh, like an accountant i have I have an entity registered. I have contracts. I was, there's a way to work now, as opposed to 
that thing, like uh, for example, a black coffee calls you, ah, you lose your mind. Or a shimza <laughs> calls you, forget every. You have, I trust me. And people always say, ah, me, me. When when I get there, I put the contract there. But like until you're in that situation and you understand, this is my life can change, and I also don't want to fuck up this opportunity. I'm sorry, okay. I don't want to f up this opportunity. And yeah, that's what then happens. But eventually, I just learned. Okay, if all these people are coming to me, I must have something. So I I should stop cowering. I should stop saba. And just like tell them, okay, I get it. You want to wear my song? Okay, cool. But like, these are my terms. So now I've learned to just protect myself. But like, yeah, been exploited. I've lost money. I've, um, what else? I've lost friends. But also on the, on the positive side was I've gained a lot of skills. Gained a lot. My reputation is, I, I like where it is right now. I have this um mysterious um thing about me and I, I want to keep it like that. I'm like, I don't attend shows. I've never been to Bushfire. I've never been to a Swama event. I'm like, I always stick. I, I'm, I'm just a lone wolf and I only appear where I need to be because I have a reason to be there. And I, I spend most of my time with just young people. That's why I say I'm a kid at heart because these young people like remind me of why I started. Everyone else then focuses on money or like um, the problems. For me, I understand like if we can come together and do something that's exciting and that's going to like create value, I'm all for it. Okay, so touching to Pop Sunday, for the yeah. longest time, you've actually had it at the Albert Midland. I mean, there was a sudden shift to it being at Prince of Wales. Yeah. And I myself would actually like to know why that happened. Because yeah. Is... So before I say anything, I'm currently not involved in any way, shape or form with Pop Sunday. And I speak for Mother and X. Okay. Yeah, well... we are not involved in any way, shape or form. Let's just get that out of the way. We're involved in, in the inception. So we're involved in the first year of Pop Sunday. And then, yeah, we had disagreements and it's nothing to get into. These things happen. But like we, we decided to go like our own way and start our own thing. And that's how the pop up came about. So, yeah, that's the, the one thing, the thing that we were trying to achieve with Pop Sunday, we can still achieve with the pop up because we had things that we wanted to achieve from the get go. And we still believe we can regardless of who we're with or who we aren't with. So the change, I can tell you the change. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this, but like the million, yo, I probably shouldn't. I just remember they, they went back to the million. I'm sorry, I can't speak about that. You should ask MK. I think MK and, and LU are the owners of Pop Sunday right now, Take Life. So those are the guys who will tell you. I, I would, like we have no beef. There's nothing. Um, it was just like working disagreements and like we just decided to Instead of chasing people around or trying to get people to like recognize your worth, we're just like, it's fine. Right? I'm and sure our viewers are disappointed I couldn't get tea. Guys, I'm sorry I tried, okay? <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. did. Okay, but there, there was a reason for that. The, the festival was getting bigger. They also wanted, they also wanted um, to scale the, 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 the event. Because, for example, if you're hosting an event at a venue, the only way to make money is gate takings. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. True. Yeah. And you have to be able to make a festival that like has profit more than the cost. Yeah, well, not the other way around. And I think they were just trying to scale up their event to the next level because you always want to grow. You can't stay in the same place and be comfortable. But yeah, I doubt it. I don't fighting in English. Yeah. I need tissue. No, nah, don't worry. It's um, it's one of those things. I'm very sure of myself and confident in myself. And I, with Opus, I always like 
Opus is my brother and someone I've, I've always like worked with and I believe we're going to work for a really long time because we have an understanding and there's, there's respect established there. So with anyone that you see me with or anyone that I work with, there has to be like respect. If there's no respect, that's fine, but you won't see me with <laughs> simple. Now, we all grow. Yeah, it's just that. Okay, so you did touch on Guti, the whole point of mother, um, uh, Emily, MLX, sorry. Yeah. yeah, is for every creative to work together, designer, artist, you know. Yes. And you had stated Guti was still behind. Yes. Okay, so what do you, would you say is the problem? Is it lack of funds? Um, is it the creatives themselves? Because you did speak about people looking down on each other and really it's been yeah. there, it's still be there going forward, you know. So what do you think is the actual problem? Aisha, you're trying to get me into politics. It's a political question, that one. So, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, How many millionaires are in Swaziland? How many millionaires are in Swaziland? I wouldn't know. In any industry, in any industry. I wouldn't know. Do you know why you wouldn't know? Because if there was or there were a couple, they are. But like my point is, Boban, Bendan. Because that's how you learn and that's how everyone improves. In South Africa, for example, if you go to the music industry, you can point at a lot of successful people. You can say, this is a reference. Because you can't just do something without seeing how it's done. Now. So that's the first thing. Um, that's why we don't have a, an art problem. We have a money problem. Like, you can go get your degree and then you... Like, or even your PhD and master's and come back and come to hold 7,000 for the rest of your life, 40 years, and then you, you'd retire. That's the reality we're in. So it's not necessarily in the art sector only. It's the entire country because, yeah, it's tricky. But, but with the art sector, all eyes are on us. So, and the pressure is like, it's something that artists put on themselves. So if that presenter is an artist who drives Rolls Royces or whatever, and you have chains and money, then people will expect that of you. But if you are an artist who and music and then that's your gift, then run with that and then yeah, you, it'll build up to what it needs to get. But like I think it's not a quality problem. It's not a it's not one single problem. It's a collection of problems. The infrastructure is another, the resources are another. But as an individual, you can like do it for yourself or with your team, meaning you can always find a way out. You can always find a solution to the problem by just f like thinking of what do you want to achieve? Because I think the biggest mistake is we, 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 we think everyone in the industry is trying to achieve the same thing, which is not true. We, um, we have people who are here for money, there's people here for fame, there's people here for all, all different types of things. So you have to first define what it is you want because then you can be able to track your progress and know. Last year, I've been sitting for Nagwenda now. How far have I gone in actually doing that? Oh, I haven't. So I'm lying to myself. So that way, you, you shut, I mean, I was able to shut out the world, meaning all the institutions, organizations, whatever, that are supposed to be the guys that like say who's who, or this guy is talented, or this guy is the standard. I shut all of that out and I just focused inwards and, and improving my craft and my skills and also my network. I know a lot of people around the world. and. I've been helping a lot of people. I've done a lot of free work, a lot of it back then. And it helped me because now there are a lot of people that owe me favors. So it's easier <laughs> to just pick up the phone and call. Yeah. But it's, it's with the, with the, in Swaziland, the problem is something that we're going to fix. I'll give you an example. We have a project that we're trying to get off the ground with the EU. 
It's called MLX Labs. And ideally, we want to be able to partner with the EU and Alliance um, to basically um, just acquire equipment, like studio equipment and video equipment, and then like build a 12-month program. Let our time participants, emerging artists, for 12 months, they'll get to work with myself, um, Opis, and then we also have 10 mentors we've, that we've carefully picked from Swaziland. Yeah, and then ideally, we'll have studio sessions every month for a weekend and we'll get to create music, guide them through the process of what it takes to actually just make your own song, creating it, remixing it, recording it, mastering it, and also packaging and marketing, publishing, all these things, developing your audience, how to create your own events instead of waiting for a show, all these things so that you, you can be self-reliant. Because once you can be self-reliant, you won't blame anyone. I don't blame anyone. I'm, I'm very comfortable about where I am and who I am. Anyone that F me over... I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but anyone that did that work did that to themselves, not to me. I just keep moving and I keep improving. So I, I keep that in mind and so having solutions like that, um, solutions like giving people information, giving people um, contacts. You're looking for an engineer. I can uh, reference you to this guy. He's the best or he's one of the best. He's good and he also charges his fee. Or you're looking for an, a video editor. I know this guy. That's why we're building the community. Now I I I'm very like I'm in I'm in good I'm in a good space with a lot of the young artists in Swaziland. And that's intentional. So would you say um you'd mind people to leave the country? No. You, no. You you can't leave the country. You can leave the country by like I don't think that is your solution. You can you can your solution is your what's your product? How how good is your product? Who are your competitors? How different is your product from your competitors? How much revenue are you able to generate? If you can just figure these things out and then South Africa is is where the infrastructure is, is where the opportunities are. But you're also not South African. That's what no one tells you. I've, I've lived in South Africa for 10 years. You're not South African, you're Swazi. So when it comes to opportunities, they'll always go for South Africans. Right? Not to say you won't succeed in South Africa. You will succeed probably, but like in Swaziland, you have a bigger opportunity because Tongale Tinvolo Safunakdenda haven't been done here. In South Africa, everything you're trying to do has been done. And if, if you're going into like, um, you can go in as a producer and say, I want to compete as a producer in South Africa. You have Maporisa, you have Tweezy, <laughs> you have so many other kids, right? That are already doing what they're doing. And there's other people coming, churning out music every day. What's going to make you stand out? Do you know what's going to make you stand out? Having a following back home. Yeah, yeah because if you don't even have that, like how, how are you going to con like convince other people outside? It's okay. I'm really good at what I do. So South Africa has revenue. It has the money. It has the opportunities. But Swaziland will give you an opportunity to work on your craft. And it will give you an opportunity to actually do something that hasn't been like done before. A lot of, like, I, I, I can make an example of myself. I'm a first of many things. Like, I was the first artist to be enlisted for the Red Bull thing in the entire history of the country. But if you go to South Africa, how many South Africans have gone through that? Oh. Thousands. Um, you go to the Grammy. How many South Africans have Grammys? How many Swazi? So, that, well, that's what I'm trying to say. And even when I was in South Africa, I always made it a point that they know I am Swazi. Because that would blow their mind. How is a Swazi being able to do all these things whilst here? But over time, I had a friend of mine called CT who was my mentor. 
and we were working on Una. That's how I even met Una. We were working on Una and a couple of other like um artists from Nigeria. And I remember one day he just told me. He said he's from Ghana, by the way. So we are both not from there. And he was like, um, I've realized something. I've worked with TJ Spoo, I've worked with Black Coffee, I've worked with Mafizolo, I've worked with he mentioned all these people, Davito, and then but he was like, I don't have anything to actually show or prove that outside of just the saying I did that. And I think I've noticed a difference here in South Africa. You get the opportunities, but you never get like the respect that you deserve. Or even beyond that, you don't get you don't get taken seriously. It's the same thing in the country. Yeah, here, even if you and your, your little sister or your older brother, there's something called sibling rivalry. Does uh, that mean your, your brother hates you? No. It doesn't. So you just have to find a way to make them understand. So for me, they always have these comments. When it comes to the Grammy, like how everyone is always a concrete. That's the first thing that always comes up. Grammy, my Grammy. First, yeah, my son always. gave it. And then there's always like follow-up questions. The follow-up questions are like trying to find holes. That I've noticed it's a, it's a thing. It's like, okay, so what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And my point is this. Do things for yourself. And then also, there's people that are willing to change. And there's people that think they know everything. Focus on the people that are willing to change, especially young people. Because once we feel at a certain age, so what everything you've learned and you you know what life is Gani, I like working with young people because they they are teachable I'm also teachable I'm willing to l- listen and learn from people and that's what did we just have to change the perception and I think with pop Sunday that was the first like change of perception another was, thing that we were able to do with pop Sunday is we were able to get fNP to become the title sponsor that's something that has never been done by anyone in Swaziland outside of um the Thorn family. And they're mm. just facts. Mm. Luju has Standard Bank and um, Bushfire has MTN. And then I'm sure there's another one. But like, Umbani Swati Lenema Festival or Lenema Festival Lepekwa by an institution as big as that. So we want to break down barriers and change the perception. And we'll want to join. That's cool. That's also fine. We're moving regardless. So I think. And I just, I'm expounding a lot. I just think, <laughs> do what works for you. But my, my honest opinion is, you have a better chance here in Swaziland, but only if you focus inwards. Don't focus on the words. Don't focus on whether you're booked for Pushfire or Luchu. Focus on yourself and improve. Therefore, you always get calls. You get calls. I, I get placed. I just got, I, I'm working on a collaboration album with a composer from Switzerland. His name is Sandro Friedrich. This guy um, composed the theme song for Lord of the Rings and Titanic. He's been in this industry for 40 years. I recently just got this opportunity, like maybe a few days ago, right? And that's just one of many opportunities. So I'm saying I didn't have to, okay, maybe I did leave, but like <laughs> I'm saying I worked on myself and now I can, I can determine the opportunities I get moving forward. It's not like I have to just take whatever I get. I can choose, okay, this is worth my time, this is not worth my time. But yeah, that's what I it's a it's a huge it's a spiritual way of fighting. It's not just like um as simple as I that's why I can't answer it um in simple terms. But yes, it's all those things, resources, um, finances, um, information and also perception. But we wanna try to change all of those things, not 
mali. I am not rich in any way, But like if I had money, I would be investing a lot into like young people. Because I understand Nami at that age, I I yo. I, was, I really money, needed yeah. someone to just like, even if it's not money, just like, yo, bro, just support me. Even if it's just Munchelo, I like what you're doing. I respect what you're doing. It's important. I will, just that can do a lot. But like, I understand that there's still no one doing that. Currently, yeah. even today. So, yeah. Like I said, we all have roles to play and I, we just picked our role and we're playing that. And that idea is we just want to do it differently, but also just embrace everyone. So touching on competition, um, <laughs> with the events that you guys have hosted, would you safely say you have serious competitors? And because I'm one person that has carefully observed all the events that you guys do, I'd yes. safely say, would see most of them are very intimate. Yes. Do you guys see yourself expanding to a larger scale or you just want to keep it that intimate and small? Um. Yeah, we do want to expand to like larger scale, but um, we want to build um, an organic audience. Most people, like Angobek said, if you bring black coffee to Swaziland, you're guaranteed to have a thousand people, Massive. a lot of people, right? Mm. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't say anything about your stable other than the fact that you had a budget. So mm. what we want to do is we want to be able to just use creativity, use... um our skills use local artists use local brands use local everything but also change so that in that way we're trying to change the perception so in terms of competition we don't have any i actually know most of these guys that are like now doing all of these things like zulu uh, we started together now zulu shout out to zulu um cup dj cup new life started mm. together with cup a lot of them. So all these guys, in fact, we were all getting kicks from, we we're all getting booked by Shadow at some point. Now everyone has their own concepts and festivals and it's a beautiful thing because they are hiring like young people and it actually helps them survive. But with us, um, we are trying to mobilize young people. I think, yeah, that's the difference. We're not trying to make a profit. Our, yeah, our, our events are not necessarily a profit making, um, yeah, they're not a profit-making endeavor. They are a vehicle for like bringing the people together because we then have all these other things that we do. You just mentioned animation, film scoring, music production, fashion, um, consulting, strat, all these things. So we want to bring these people together through the events and then, then we can use all these other things to then like create assets. For example, if I go to an event and I, I, I meet another artist and we work on a song together, we now have equity in both the songs. So now there's value that we can like use or like license or whatever. So yes, the events are going to scale up once we have the budget. Right now, the pop-up was started with 500 grand. I know people don't even believe it. It's actually amazing. That's how much it cost us when we started the pop-up. And there's festivals that are costing, let me not even say, <laughs> an arm and a leg, I'll just say that. So, Tina, with us, it just shows you, we, we literally just have to set up and then people will show up and our people also, not just, we're not just looking for everyone, everyone we're looking for yeah. a certain type of people that think a certain way about, so that Stokonak Sebenda Gajiganya and mobilize. But yes, um, I do want to bring in, I do want to bring in uh, a South African artist, but I'll explain, not in the same way everyone else is doing. So, 
I've I've spent ten years in South Africa. I've worked with I I know most of these like artists about age group here and STC Nalange tool. So I I most of these artists that are still upcoming or emerging talent in South Africa. My my thing is I want to be able to connect these two worlds together. The upcoming artists in South Africa and the upcoming artists in Swaziland. Okay. So I just spoke to you about like producer camps whereby we come together. I want to be able to bring in um like South African artists like Marcus Harvey for example or Una Rams to Swaziland to come collaborate with the Swazi artist we even shoot a video and release the song but through like maybe the platform or whatever whatever else we we deploy but like yes even with the the shows because in that way you are growing together so as we're helping them they're also helping us establish ourselves in their areas so we want to do that for Lesotho Botswana Mozambique and then South Af- South Africa's yeah it's is probably the last one, but like we want to do it strategically. So just to give you another secret, it's probably not a secret, but Bushfire is part of a touring circuit in Africa. It's called, um, I don't want to mispronounce it. It's like e or something like that. So it's a group of festivals that came together from different countries, Lesotho, Mozambique, and then they help each other. They, they, they exchange information, resources, even artists. Let's say, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's say you got booked for Bush or another, and then you can get booked for three other festivals in Africa. So these people are working hand in hand together. It's not just magic. That's what we need to do. Don't you have friends in the Soto, Botswana, ever? I wish I did. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yes. So ideally, we, that's how I would want to incorporate outside countries as opposed to just picking the biggest artists. I also did bring Shimza and I lost a lot of money just by the way from that. Yeah, but Those I, people are very expensive. Very expensive. He, he didn't charge me a lot, but I still lost a lot of money. It's at the end. The game is not, the game is tough. <laughs> I'll say that. In fact, I, I, I never, I, I always told myself I would never go into the, the events industry because it's volatile and uncertain. It is, it is, it is. Because yeah. you can never bank on bring a certain artist with so you'll get enough gate takings or whatsoever. See. So, yeah, I think that's why we're also changing our approach. Our approach is just like keeping this, the events intimate, keeping the events different. I, I, I can tell you something for free. Like the approach we've been using for events, like a lot of people are now like mimicking that, which is fine. But that, that was why we did that so that we can improve or like like the quality of events and just art and i think with fashion you'll see it next with like what we're trying to do with this the pop-up if we can be able to like get the partnerships we are looking for currently we'll be able to actually get the budget to then like do what we plan to do which is to create an incubator for fashion designers in swaziland so i want to be able to play within these different sectors but all related to entertainment lifestyle and art Yeah. Entertainment wise, you did drop an EP this year. I did. It last year, if I'm not oh, equilibrium. Yes. Sorry, equilibrium. Yes. And Minisha, my favorite song. Well, I had firstly it was No Fear, but then I heard the one with Pastel and I'm like Eish. it's the one. Yeah. It is the one. So tell us what made you the title of the EP? Equilibrium. Yeah, so equilibrium is was a point okay. 2020 was a tricky time for all of us, right? And I got to a um, I I I went to a lot there, and I learned something. I learned that in order for you to succeed in life, you have to like defeat your fears, whatever you fear the most. You have to face it because 
you can hide that from people but when you finally deal with that fear it's always going to give you the same result because we are cyber so that was the first thing i wanted to do and the first thing the first fear i got over was and i'm sorry dr fusa but I, i got over the fear of dying yeah meaning i understood guti i i had a lot of my friends and people around me just like leaving and dying and passing away and i then realized even family members guti the time we have lamhlabeni is very finite and sometimes we always just fuck around we want to go turn up we want to and we don't understand guti we are here for a purpose and it's easy to just get distracted and focus on everything else but like focus inwards so i think for me i got to that space where i was like ha i think in fact covid i thought covid was the last day i was like no but <laughs> now that's me I'm, because it, it, i literally watched tv and i'd seen this happen over and over and then i was seeing it happen in real time so i was like this is crazy but beyond just the virus also just emotionally and spiritually i got to a point where i was like okay no fear now that i'm not afraid of the one thing that most people or everyone is afraid of i'm not afraid to say what i feel i'm not afraid to do what i feel i'm also not afraid to live my life unapologetically for example i've never had a job my entire life and how that has helped me is it has helped me to basically build the brand that i've built layer and dishin over the, like there's so many things that i've done that means connect forward now the time but the beautiful thing was equilibrium was the point i got to OT. I'm not seeking anyone's approval. Nyalo, I make sure just I actually just want to work and do the best work I possibly can and help people and then God is responsible for what comes back to me. That's even with the Grammy. When it happened, uh, um everyone else was excited but me because I was still like sorting out my contract. Right? So that's just the reality of the industry we're in but I, I was able to sort it out because like lawyers thank god for lawyers <laughs> back um yeah so the accolades and are, are not i'm not in it for lama accolades i'm in it i actually like the thrill of doing something crazy for example before i brought shimza to swaziland like i'd only just looked up to him like that guy like even black coffee that guy that guy but eventually the fact that you can think of something and then find a way to It get, gets get, yeah and end. not just the show only like he wanted to invest in the, one of the animation shows we were doing he was, we, the song you said you like was actually supposed to be his song but then he tried to finesse me and yeah so the industry is is, is foul bro but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's me and parcel we, we actually waited a year for him to drop that song and then at some point i was like hey, you know what my g can i please have my song back yo it was Ash, I'm really an Afro house dancer as like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I funny enough I had actually made that song specifically f- he had gotten booked for Tomorrowland and I'd made that song just for that event. It was like tailored for just to be played for that event and then he said I like the song. Can we work on it together? I was like, "Oh shit. This is happening. My life's about to change." Uh <laughs> That time, hey bro, it's it's tough. These people I I also just learned um That's why I'm saying expectations. I don't expect much in, t- in terms of like money or accolades. What I expect is just respect. If there's respect, you'll see me. If there's no respect being served, I'll be ghost. Nah. So, yeah. Equilibrium is balance. That's what it means. Balancing mm-hmm. what you need to do and what you have to do. What do you have to do? You need to eat, you need to survive, you need to get a job, you need. And then what do you need to do? What does your soul yearn for? What does your heart yearn for? What when are you the most happiest or when are you the most joyous 
So if you can balance those two things, you can like achieve equilibrium, which is like balance. And it's a concept that applies to chemistry, psychology, every, everything. But ideally, it's balance. And also, I was born in in October. I'm a Libra, and our my 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 star sign is the scale, which stands for justice. Yeah. So equilibrium is also that like balance, being able to balance what I need to do and what I have to do so that I can like become my best self. Yeah. And yeah, that's how the project came about. And I just wanted to create an album that I can license for film. And so that album was never dropped on any streaming platform. It, yeah. And I did it specifically just to add it to music libraries and the music libraries is where directors go to find their music that they didn't place. So yeah, I'm just changing my approach in in how I do these things. But Equilibrium was a very important project, and I'm planning to drop maybe. Our, um, I don't want to like overhype myself. Let me just say one project. I'm actually working on three projects that I want to drop this year. Two of them are collab projects, and then the third one is just mine. But I I can promise you at least one more project before the year ends, and a lot more music. I've been working with a lot of artists in Swaziland alone. I have forty young young artists that I'm working with lot of them and i'm excited for most of them and even like outside yeah so another project is coming but equilibrium was a very important um project because even the song no fear it feels like my first song like it's the first song i can play for my mom my dad anyone in any age group and i want to do that moving forward like the messaging it it was was very powerful very very yeah, so I, I think the messaging, I'm now realizing the power of music. It's not just fun and games. Fela actually said it's not. So like once you realize the power that you have or influence that you have, and then you'll have a lot of people that will want to use you and then not like sitting aloof, just use you. And then like my, my, my experience with people is people want to help me next to them, but because they don't then make them look lesser. So I, that's their problem. It's not my problem. So I've just learned to just work with young people. Because I also learn a lot from like just young people. Dylan, so I, I believe he's the, he's our virtue. And you'll see over time as it unfolds. And he's going to lead a lot of like, he's going to lead his own movement of just like clothing. You'll see. I'm about to share that here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's exciting. Oh, no, yes, we have a lot of problems, but I look at the positives when I saw Dini. Um, it's exciting because there's music has never been dropped like it's being dropped now. There's never been so many artists like this. There's always been five people. True. Now it's like a lot of young people. There's, they're shooting visuals. They're dropping merch. They're doing their tours. They're also doing like motion graphics. So the times have changed and we are trying to evolve with the times. But also I understand that young people are the future. Like if, if, for example, I, I start mistreating young people, I am because I did what I did. So I'd like to just be in the good graces of young people because I understand. In a few years. But even with me, I've learned just not to depend on anyone or blame anyone. Just be self-reliant and it'll go a long way. Okay, so before we close, can you give us your five favorite or you feel like now these people have a future artist in the country yes five. my five favorite artists or so 10 I, I can five. i can give you 10 okay cool. sooks number one <laughs> waffles number two okay not let me not name them chronologically okay i'll just name waffles sooks 
Sanilo. Oh, antidote. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go MLX. Damn, I have to choose one part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Remedy. There's this kid called Remedy. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people still know of him, no. but like, you will know of him. Like, his name is Remedy. I actually want to drop a project with him this year, like a collab project. He's an amazing producer. And he actually, okay, let me not say it. But he's ghost produced for a lot of people in Swaziland. Um, who else? Uh, I said 10. There's a lot. I'm just thinking of the right words. I'll go back to Antito because I really do. Mzwa. And I'm sorry, I know it's bad. I think Mzwa is also like original. Um, Amari. Thought um, as much. Okay. Mm. Let me just think. So there's waffles, five. No, okay. that's not possible. Waffles, maybe snooks. four. Yeah, four. Um, parcel. Okay, let me. Okay. <laughs> Antidote. I keep going. So the thing is, like I said, we start. Antidote is family. In fact, I would love to actually merge Antidote and MLX. I just said it on camera. I know we'll make it happen. Woo! But like, yeah. Um, so, okay. I'll go. Um, there's this guy from Lambabane. He plays guitar. Man, come on. Musa, I think. His name is Kel Musa. Quincy introduced me to Um, Bongi with Lamini and Toby Le Makoyane. I have no idea yeah, who those people your... are, but Ziawa. I know. And I know Ziawa as well. Okay. Antidote. <laughs> so, Antidote is the biggest label in Swaziland by MI, and they've developed sustainable and successful like artists who you are seeing doing stuff so i respect them a lot for what they do and i, I can't ignore them but there's a lot um i forgot young zesh 3t so i'll just speak of 3t um 3t is someone i'm very close with and i respect everything that they do with them do so all the artists on their roster kate darrow i actually worked with pic um pic um um lyrical pastor sean cast yes and then there's so many we go there's so many talented artists in Swaziland. That's why I don't like lists, but <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting a couple, but just there's a lot. Yeah, you'll have to apologize, but yeah, yeah. I'm Asian scene. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, can you please close off the show with words of wisdom to any upcoming artists, creators, yeah. fashion designers, people in tech, you know, talk yes. to us, talk to them. Yeah, yeah, I know it's tough, guys. It's going to be a tough <laughs> journey. Nothing is easy. Nothing ever comes easy. And just work on yourself, work on improving yourself. And I know like that's corny, but like what I mean by that is write things down, write the things you want to achieve, your objectives, not just goals, because a goal is like a bigger picture, write objectives and activities that you want to achieve. And then always check your progress, see how far you are with what you're doing. If it's not working, find ways to collaborate. One of the, the best ways in which I've gotten opportunities was I would always offer my help. People always offer their hand, don't see it. I, I do the opposite. How can I help you? And then when I need a favor, it's, it's, uh, so find a way to basically just like be self-sustainable, but also find a way to collaborate with more people. And that's what's going to bring out a better version of you. And when it comes to money, um, build, build assets, build something you can own, build something you can own that has your name there, like not association. You, it has your name written there. Uh, well, and signed and have contracts yeah that's it 
So guys, please, creatives, make sure you consult him. As for me and my house, we are done. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs>